This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. But here we are, Easter uh, 2020. So if you have your Bibles, uh, turn with me to Mark chapter 16. We're going to do a little reading. And my title is Shock and Awe. Mark 16, verse 1, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of Jesus, James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. I love that little line. He is not here. He is risen. See the place where they laid him, but go tell the disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. When Jesus rose up early, when Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that Jesus was alive, that she had seen him, they did not believe it. Afterwards, Jesus appeared in a different form to two other of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. In Jesus' name, amen. This is God's holy reverent word. Mark has given us a quick snapshot. Try to get us to understand this whole thing about the resurrection of Jesus. Mark is asking us to look and to read between the lines that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, is just shocked the world. I don't know if you've ever been shocked. I'm sure you have. I remember the day my daughter came to our house and she told us that they were pregnant with twins. We were all in shock. We didn't believe it. We never had twins in our family that we knew of. And I still think Maylis and Eric are still under shock, but... Um, because they have awesome twins. So Jesus is shocking the world and he's ushering new hope, a new start for the world. The resurrection of Jesus is going to surprise and shock the whole world. And we're going to feel it even today in 2020. So Mark writes that after the Sabbath, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus and Salome, they visited the tomb to anoint Jesus' body. 
because they didn't want the body to smell because other bodies will be buried there. But they were shocked when they got there. They were shocked to see that the stone was rolled away. And they were shocked that Jesus' body wasn't there when they looked inside. And they were shocked again when they discover a young man dressed in white robes sitting in the empty tomb. And a young man says to the ladies, don't be astonished. Don't be shocked. Why? Because Jesus is risen. He's not here. I love that line in the Bible. And that's why we're here today. Jesus has risen. He is not here. Well, anyway, these ladies are, are shocked. They're, they're dismayed and shocked. And, but the, the man says to go out, and Jesus is out there in Galilee. Go see him as he told you. So Mark writes in the scriptures that the ladies who were shocked fled from their tomb and said nothing. And that's what the resurrection did for the disciples. At first, it caught them by surprise, and it shocked them. So the question I have as I'm reading the scripture, how are they shocked? Well, first of all, they were caught by surprise just in the physical sense. Now, I'm not here by myself. I have some people uh, helping me. But, you know, I could understand if somebody were to say that somebody died and I saw it happened, I saw the brutal machine of the Roman Empire kill and destroy a man and you saw him go into the tomb and then all of a sudden you hear that he's alive, that would be shocking. They were not just reading a story like we read. They were in the story. So they were shocked because they knew he was dead and now he is risen and he's no longer in the tomb. So what was going on? What was going on? First they kill him and now he's not. The second thing I think that shocked people is that the resurrection of Jesus surprised and shocked the whole worldview of the first century people. The first century world's understanding of life after death was first influenced by the Greeks. And the Greeks were thinking, listen, when you die, when you die, you're never coming back. Once you're dead, you're dead. You go into the underworld, a place of shadows, and once you're down there, um, you just kind of have this vague remembrance of what it was like above ground. Um, I liken it to it, you know, I'm a bit older. When I think back of grade school, I have some vagueness about it. I know some people, some friends, but I, I don't know the full details of it. Anyway. The Greek thinkers thought the body was like a prison for the soul and death was a way to get out of that prison. So when you're down there, you're down there. Death was the end and there was no turning back. So this shocked them. The, the whole idea of someone coming back to life is shocking. They couldn't wrap their heads around this fact that Jesus had come back. Now for the Jewish person, their idea of what happens after death comes from an Old Testament book in the book of Daniel. And you could turn there to Daniel chapter 12. But Daniel writes that once the body dies, the body goes into like a resting place. 
and it doesn't come to awake until God awakens it. But the soul continues to live on and will enter a bright, unknown, sunlit world while our bodies are asleep. So our bodies are not awakened until God wakes us up. And that comes at the end. However, the disciples, when you read the scriptures, they thought that Jesus was in the grave. And yes, they, he would be resurrected, but it would come at the end of time. Now, the third thing that's shocking is for me and you. It shocks us. Do we really believe in life after death? Just talk to your neighbor who's never been to church and talk to him about a man who dies, goes into the grave, and in three days he comes back to life. But Jesus really did die. And in three days, he rose again. And that's hard for us to wrap our minds around this truth. When people die, we think that's it. Their bodies are just decomposing and our spirits just vanish as if it never was. But that's not the case with Jesus. We know that he is the only one that has gone into the grave, conquered death, dead three days, and now is raised. And he has paved the way for everlasting life. Now, if you have time, you can go buy a book called The Case for Easter or The Case for Christ by an author named Lee Strobel. He used to be an investigative reporter. And that's a great book for resources. And I don't have the time to just explain all the reasons why we believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. I do know this, that resurrection brings new hope. Jesus brings new hope. And so... It brings new hope to a shocked world. It's shocking to believe that somebody would die and now he's raised from the dead. Now, one thing I love about Jesus is that uh, Jesus is not just promising some beautiful afterlife that is also promised. But hope is not limited to the afterlife, but it's, it's also for us today. God's forgiveness of our sins and has ushered in the kingdom of God into this world. Now, I have seen God's kingdom come into this world in my life and for those that I know that have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. I know I have a ministry called Teen Challenge, which I love and, and we support and I pray that you support them, but I've seen men who were addicted by the power of sin and selfishness who have been set free by the power of the Lord, supernaturally set free through, the, through faith in Jesus Christ. So as we read the scriptures in Mark chapter 16 and we read about the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, it brought new hope to the world. And guess what? It's available for you and for me right now. If you're not part of our Mosaic Church and if you've never given your life to Jesus, and even if you are part of our Mosaic Church family, I pray that you have made that commitment to follow Jesus personally for your life. Finally, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ brought new hope and a new start for not just the disciples, because they discovered that it was truly Jesus who had come back to life. And they had this amazing encounter with Jesus, and it gave them a new start, a new life, and a purpose, and a calling, and clarity. And we can have that too. 
Now, this new purpose, new calling, new clarity was so impactful in the disciples' lives that they wanted to make Jesus known throughout the whole world, the whole ancient Roman world. In fact, as you read the rest of the Bible, they gave their lives to share this good news so that other people could have new hope and new start in their life. So this new hope and this new start isn't limited to the disciples. We get to experience it today. A long, long time ago, in the early 80, 1980s, I gave my life to Jesus. And it wasn't until the mid-80s that I really learned to bow my knee to Jesus. But Jesus gave me a new hope and a new life and a new start. I like to do this from time to time is go back home and, and meet old friends and they don't necessarily know what I'm doing. And uh, one time I went to a reunion and someone asked me what I did for work. And immediately I knew that they didn't know. So I said, you're not going to believe it. And they said, and so I kind of build up the moment. It's like, well, tell me, what do you do for work? I said, you're not going to believe it. And they said, well, come on, just tell me. I said, you're not going to believe it. And I told them I was a minister. They literally uh, dropped their drink. Why? Because they knew the old Mario. And Jesus gave me a new start, new hope. So I appreciate what Jesus has done for me. He's given me clarity and purpose. And that's what the resurrection has done. It's given all of us who believe in Christ a new life, new start, new purpose. So I have a question for you. Let's be honest. How are you doing? How are you doing? You know, do you hear that voice in your head or in your heart? Like maybe, I'm, you know, I need to, you're probably thinking I need to go back to church or something like that. And I think that's part of it. But I, th- I believe God is trying to speak to you that you've been running your own life. You've been doing your own thing. And here you are finding yourself. It's, it's not unfolding the way you thought. I believe that hunger, that desire is coming from the Lord. There's a famous writer named C.S. Lewis. He says, the reason we feel hunger, that spiritual hunger, is that there's that need can be filled. Now, it can't be filled by things that are temporal. It could only be filled by God through Jesus Christ. So let me encourage you, if you feel something, something tugging at your heart and your mind, a voice, it's God calling you. Wanting you to have a new life, a new start, new purpose and clarity and salvation. It comes only through Jesus. And Jesus is trying to get your attention and my attention. Now, for some of you, you did give your life to Jesus, but you're still sitting on the throne and you haven't really relinquished the main seat of your life. And God wants to take control of your life again. So let me encourage you, if you hear that voice, uh, that's what we would call the Holy Spirit speaking to you and bringing conviction. So salvation comes hand in hand with uh, asking Lord for forgiveness and taking Jesus and bringing him into your life, but also means I want to let Jesus be the king of my life. And that's where I struggled earlier on. And when I was 18, I gave my life to Jesus, but it wasn't until I was like 24, 23, 24 years old that I said, Jesus, I want you to be the king of my life. 
And I cannot believe a, a better time than Easter for Jesus to take over my life and your life. So if you've never asked Jesus into your life, I cannot think of a better time than right now. So are you ready to be surprised, shocked by the resurrected Jesus, the king of the world? Are you ready to receive hope that the resurrected Jesus has to offer us? Are you ready for a new start, a new life that only is available through Jesus Christ, a resurrected Jesus Christ? Again, I cannot think of a better time than right now. Then right now, will you give your life to Jesus? I know it sounds too good to be true. Or you're saying, Mario, if I just say this word and I say this prayer, that everything's going to be better. And no. Uh, but I will tell you that it'll be the awesome beginning of your life. Receiving Christ is free. It doesn't, you can't earn it. Now, there is a cost. When you have to live for him, you have to say, God, I will get off my chair and I will let you sit in the chair and you, you drive my life. And that will rub you and it rubbed me the wrong way. It took me years to figure that out. I was doing it my way and it wasn't working. Now, when I go to the Home Depot, and I've been going there a few times uh, the last few weeks trying to get things done around the house. When I buy two by four, I look for a piece of wood that's straight because straight wood is easy to work with. But sometimes you can see some warped wood and, and you don't want that one because warped wood is hard to work with. And that's what's going to be the challenge. As you give your life to Jesus, that's easy and that is free. The hard part is letting him be the king of your life. Because in my life, there are times where I was warped and God had to straighten that out in my life. So Jesus wants you to step aside and let him rule your life. So I want you to count the cost before you say yes. But if you want new life, a full life, a purposeful life, then let me challenge you and encourage you to step aside and let Jesus come into your life and let him rule and reign. And I promise you, you'll never regret it. So if that's you, and maybe you want to rededicate your life, I'm going to ask you to pray with me and repeat after me. I want everybody to close your eyes, bow your heads. And if we were at church in our facilities, I would ask you to do the same thing. And our Mosaic family, just say this out loud too at your home. So pray with me. Lord Jesus, Lord, the Messiah, the Son of God, I receive your mercy and grace for the forgiveness of my sins. I give to you my life. I've tried living my own life, and Lord, it's not working. I've come to a dead end, and I'm sorry that I've tried to say to you that I've tried to do this better on my own without you. But Lord, I need saving. I'm drowning. Lord, I don't want to be separated from you in eternity. I want you to be Savior and King, Lord and King of my life. Lord, teach me to walk with you in this new hope, in this new life, a new start. In this, in this we do in your precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So I pray that you made that uh, prayer and that is a new beginning, a new start for your life, purpose and clarity. I can't think of a better way to start Easter uh, than to do that. If you've made that prayer personal, let me encourage you to just send us an email. Let us know, mosaicchurchtlh at gmail.com.
and we would get a hold of you as soon as possible and encourage you with some information to help you grow in your, your journey with Jesus. I just want to say thank you, Mosaic Church and family and friends. Today is Resurrection Day. It's new life, new purpose, new clarity day for many people across this globe. So let's celebrate, and God bless you, and we'll see you next week. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurchtlh.com.